It's Internet of Things Friday on this tech edition of Where the Money Is. TGIF, everybody. I am Sean O'Reilly with the one and only Nathan Hamilton. How are you today? I'm good. TGIF? Yeah, indeed. Uh, so we're talking about the Internet of Things we are. on this Friday. And uh, first off, I got to ask you, what the heck is the Internet of Things? Something really big. Because I just got <laughs> I just got on board with this internet. I finally got email. Like, what is the Internet of Things? You know, interestingly, before we get into that, you want to hear some some facts about the Internet of Things? Hit me. Okay, what do you think was the first Internet of Things device? The fax machine. Almost. Almost. Uh, but move it to the home. Move into the home. Um, and into the kitchen. Uh, the fridge. A toaster. Toaster. Okay. Yeah. I don't there's, know too many toasters that do anything other than make my bagels, so yeah. what's going on? I mean, there, there's actually debate. Some people think that the first internet-connected toaster was the first Internet of Things device. Some actually say it's a Coke vending machine. Hold on, hold on. What did the Internet of Things toaster do? Uh, essentially, you flipped it on using an internet connection. Very basic. Okay. Mm -hmm. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Why aren't there some really advanced fridges out there that like do stuff with screens and everything? That's why I went with the fridge. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Okay. But so I mean, it wasn't the fax machine, it was the toaster. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, it gets at a point of what the Internet of Things is, which, um, you know, some people look at it and complicate it, but really when it comes down to it, it's just one device talking to another device over the Internet. And that could be as easy as a computer talking to a toaster. Awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, so theoretically, I could be at my computer and say, I want a bagel, and then boom. You could do that, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. You probably can right now with the technology. The, the future is now. Yep. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so just for our listeners that aren't completely familiar, you know, they hear, you know, surfing the internet and they see IoT is coming, da 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 da. What is the Internet of Things beyond just saying that devices are connected? What can it do? When can we expect it to happen? How big is it? What, what do investors need to know? So, you know, getting deeper into the details of it, you know, it, it's really all sorts of devices talking to each other. So it could be wearable clothing. Um, you know, Adidas, Ralph Lauren, all have wearable clothing. Um, it could be tracking devices for NFL players um, and measuring that data. It could be the connected home. It could be your thermostat talking to your phone. It could be your wearable watch checking your sleep patterns. All of that. That's all, that's all the data that's connected on the Internet. And that's what the Internet of Things is. So what's to prevent a hacker from taking over my phone or my toaster, for example? <laughs> yeah, it, it's a big concern. I mean, if you really think about it, because all of the technology that is involved, all the devices that are talking on the Internet, you've got so many different ways that those could be hacked. And, and some people throw out an argument, and I think it's rad, rather uneducated to say it, but one of the arguments is, hey, these are cheap devices, maybe the companies aren't putting a lot of time into security protection, and that leaves them open to being hacked. Um, I don't know if that's they're really... They're cheap because of mass production, not because of... Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> I mean, there's some of that, the mass production side of it, but you've got some really small companies that are putting time into it, but really when you look at the more, um, you know, the deeper argument for security, there are companies out there that are yeah. working specifically to protect the Internet of Things because... Um, you know, you look at the dangers of it. So say um, you've got a traffic monitoring system that takes care of traffic or you've got a uh, city utility that's monitoring I all the... I can't speed anymore? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. You know, if that were to get hacked, obviously there, there could be, be some problems. big concerns. And that's one of the, the concerns for, for the Internet of Things, no doubt about it. So taking a step back, 
just you're talking about connecting all these basic devices that currently aren't connected to anything else right now. We're talking about an exponential increase in the electronics that are in our lives, above and beyond what we are now, where we spend, oh, I don't know, eight hours a day at a computer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you look at the estimates, and who knows what estimate's right. going to be correct and who's even close, but um, in 2008, the Internet of Things was officially coined the Internet of Things. This is when it was officially born, and that was the date that essentially there were more connected devices than there were people connected to the Internet. Okay. So as you look at the estimates, some go out to 2020 into the future. Um, you know, some wild numbers out there for connected device for connected devices. I've seen some 20, 30 billion, 40 billion. Um, a lot of different major companies put out some estimates, but we know this: it's a lot. Got it. Okay. So, what can we be expect in terms of? Uh the number of companies out there that investors will have at their disposal that they can invest in this trend. Is it just a couple of big ones, or is it going to be, oh, I don't know, tiny little company that makes the watch, or not mm -hmm. the watch, but just what are we looking at in terms of the major players in this industry? I think you can kind of, you can break it down to three different sorts of companies, and you've got like the semiconductor and sensor companies. You've got the hardware companies, and then you've got, say, the, the big data or software companies. Um, you know, like the Intels of the world or Qualcomm. Intel has a chip which they call their Quark processor. It's really, it's a tiny little chip, one of their smallest that they make. Um, and really what it's meant to, to, to do is it has low power, sorry, low power efficiency mm -hmm. and it works in a lot of devices and it's super cheap. Got it. So that's one area to look at it. Then you've got the, you know, the software companies that may also be involved in the hardware or even the semiconductor and sensor side of it. Like your, um, you know, your Sierra wirelesses or Calamps of the world, um, they work on connecting fleets of vehicles for industrial uses or their products are in um, you know, some sort of diagnostic capacity where they could say, be in an engine for some sort of industrial vehicle and yeah. could be reporting that, hey, the oil's low, the, 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 uh, the engine isn't running as it should and it connects that to a software program which the company also develops Got as well. It. So would you say that the Internet of Things is an iteration and extension of the Internet, meaning that the major Internet players out there that you know already are multi-billion dollar, hundreds of billions of dollars companies, and they're just going to remain in our lives to that point, or is it, because you hear these stories about the CR wirelesses and the event senses and the Splunks using the big data and all that stuff, or will they, these smaller players that are kind of tied to the Internet of Things, become the next Google, the next Microsoft, the next Apple? They're all involved in it in some sort of capacity. But say, if you're looking for a pure play company, there, there are only a few out there that mm -hmm. are really providing the sensors for the connected devices. Um, but I mean, if you look at it, the, the big picture of it, so Amazon with their Echo Assistant, that's an Internet of Things device that communicates um, wirelessly within your home. Um, Google and Nest, Google driverless cars, so forth. That's all an internet connected device. Um, you know, Apple has different things they're coming out right. with. It, it's really, and, and also, you know, you look at the telecoms. How do these devices communicate? Right. Spectrum. Right. And, and that goes what, into what we were talking about last yeah, week. Yeah, it does. And, um, you know, essentially, the devices communicate over unlicensed spectrum mm -hmm. for the most part, like a, um, if you unlock your car. Right. That's unlicensed spectrum. Right. I was actually uh, listening to a report on NPR the other day, and um, unlicensed spectrum is actually used in uh, like stage productions, the radios that people yep. use in plays and everything. 
And uh, these uh, uh, men and women on Broadway were talking about how the FCC wanted to take their spectrum away, and so they couldn't use these headsets anymore to do these Broadway productions. They want to bring down Broadway. Yeah, the <laughs> FCC's trying to destroy Broadway. So it's a very open debate as to how these things are going to get you know, used. I mean, we're talking about millions upon billions of devices, toasters, fridges, computers, all talking to each other. Do you think that um, we will go the cellular route, or is it going to be more of a Wi-Fi type route? Um, I mean, it's it's hard to say. I, I, I don't ne know necessarily if it'd be a certain route. There's a lot of different ways it could go because there's a lot of different devices. So, you know, some are going to be talking wirelessly. Some are on other unlicensed bands of spectrum. But, um, you know, I wouldn't say it's one, one specific one. Okay. Mm. Um, so what can, you know, we talked a little bit about what investors can expect, and it sounds to me like, you know, the Intels and the Googles and the Microsofts, they're still going to have their hand on the Internet of Things mm. in addition to these smaller players. What can consumers kind of expect from this? Am I, is my thermostat going to be, you know, I can't do that, Sean, someday, or anything like that? I mean, it very well could be. If, if you think about what could actually happen with the technology, you know, connected homes, um, driverless cars, everything. Um, I'm and, really, sorry to interrupt, I'm really holding out for a driverless car. Yeah, I yeah. hate my commute, I just want to read. Like. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the industrial applications of it, just moving from the consumer side to industrial, you know, there's, there's a lot of potential there that, you know, it's not really anything that's new, it's just now it has a name. And it's had okay. a name for a few years, and it is catching on. Obviously, it's something that people do follow pretty closely. I know at The Motley Fool, we invest in different Internet of Things companies pretty, pretty, um, pretty heavily. So. Mm -hmm. Got it. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so just taking that, because I had this burning question about Nest and Google and everything. Why did Google buy Nest as opposed to just making their own smart thermostat? Like, why is that a name brand kind of a thing? Or do you have any insights into what it takes to become a market leader in any one of the parts of the Internet of Things? You know, I, I don't know necessarily. Obviously, Google has the cash flow and cash right. to, to start their own. But do all kinds of crazy exactly. stuff. Exactly. And, and, and they do. Yeah. I mean, that's part of their business model, secondary, of course, to, to, um, to search ad and ad, search, ad yeah. revenues. But you, know, you have to look at it. The founder of Nest was a, a pretty influential guy, came from some well-known companies who we all know by name. And um, you know, it's, it's a pretty attractive device. So, you know, why go out and try and recreate something that's already been done? Sometimes it makes more sense just to buy up that competitor and bring it in-house. Got it. Very, very good. Well, that is it for us. Thank you for your insights. And uh, TGIF, everybody, thanks for listening.